Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. This is the final episode of the series on three steps of the optimal health model. In episode 35, I discussed maximize, maximizing what is needed for our bodies to thrive. In episode 41, I discussed minimize, minimizing the things that are harmful to our bodies that keep us from thriving. In today's episode, I will be discussing prioritize. Prioritizing the things that matter to our bodies to create an environment for healing. We need to create an environment to prioritize healing. We all know that this can be one of the greatest challenges because we don't tend to prioritize or heavily value things like rest or true rejuvenation or time set aside proactively for stress reduction, for exercise, for meaningful community interaction and time with loved ones. These are the types of things that are unfortunately put on the back burner, and we hope to have time for them. Science today has shown that every organ in the human body has the ability to heal itself given the right environment. Even organs we have been told cannot, like spinal tissue, brain tissue, heart tissue, pancreatic tissue, prostate tissue. All these organs are actually designed Some of them may be chemical, like the supplements we take. Some of the herbal products our ancestors understood and used with great success in healing our bodies before modern medicine ever came along. What is really fascinating to me is the inner environment. A quote from Buddha, every human being is the author of his own health or dis-ease, which is very true. This inner environment needs to be prioritized. We, including myself, really struggle to do these things consistently. Yes, I fail at this repeatedly. Even if we know we must do it, we struggle to do it. And as a result, we often end up with chronic dis-ease in the body. Not only with a nutrient-poor diet, but one that might be unfortunately laden with chemicals and toxins, with high stress, with very little sleep, or maybe a state of poor sleep or insomnia, and very little true rejuvenating recreation, more of the numbing variety. So let's dig in and see what we need to prioritize. Number one is sleep, rest, laughter, and stress reduction. Sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? Is your sleep a quality sleep? If you intend to live a long and healthy life, sleep needs to be a priority. Anyone struggling with chronic disease, which is at least half the adult population in the U.S., which is very sad in itself, would be wise to take heed, as sleep can not only contribute to the problem, but also counteract any healthy lifestyle strategies you're using to address it. As a general guideline, seek to get right around eight hours of sleep every night. Anything below seven hours really starts to impact your health. If you're an adult, the good news is 
There are many ways to improve your sleep, including nutrients. While I don't recommend relying on sleep aids long-term, certain supplements can help improve sleep and can be used while you're implementing more permanent changes. A number of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and hormones are also critical for sleep quality, and deficiency in one or more of them may be part of your problem. If you're struggling with poor sleep, a number of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and hormones are also critical for sleep quality, and deficiency in one or more of them may be part of your problem if you're struggling with poor sleep. I will be addressing sleep in an upcoming episode. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, if you need help with this issue, please feel free to reach out to me. Here are some quick tips to help you sleep. Tip number one, keep in sync with your body's natural sleep-wake cycle. Try to go to sleep and get up at the same time every day. Tip number two, control your exposure to light. Melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone controlled by light exposure that helps regulate your sleep-wake cycle. Your brain secretes more melatonin when it's dark, making you sleepy, and less when it's light, making you more alert. Tip number three, exercise during the day. Regular exercise also improves the symptoms of insomnia and sleep apnea and increases the amount of time you spend in the deep restorative stages of sleep. Tip number four, be smart about what you eat and drink. Your daytime eating habits play a role in how well you sleep, especially in the hours before your bedtime. Caffeine, mm. cut back on sugary foods and refined carbs. And tip number five, wind down and clear your head. I get this, the mind going around in circles. Yeah, I get that a lot. One way I deal with it is write down stuff before you go to bed. Make your to-do list for tomorrow before you go to bed. Get it off your brain. Take a warm Epsom salt and lavender bath before you go to bed. This will relax you. Tip number six, improve your sleep environment. I've said this repeatedly. Make your bedroom a place for sleep, not TV. Get blackout blinds and curtains, a sound machine, essential oil diffuser with lavender, or Roman chamomile. Change your light bulbs on your lamps next to your bed to a sleep bulb like Lighting Science Good Night Sleep Promoting LED Night Light Bulb. Check the link in the bio for where to purchase those. Next up, rest. Are you getting rest and relaxation? What are you doing for yourself? Yeah, I struggle with that myself. How about a vacation? How about a mini vacation? How about a weekend getaway? How about a weekend away from your phone? Yeah, that's a tough one for me too. But I have to put my phone down sometimes and say, I am not going to look at it. How about meditation? Taking time, even if it's a short 10-minute break, to meditate. There are a lot of great self-guided meditation podcasts out there. My dear friend, Shel Hamilton, has a great one called Meditation Minis. Check the link in the show notes to find that. Also, Muse, M-U-S-E, 
makes a brain sensing headband, which will elevate your meditation experience. Link is in the show notes for that one also. How about laughter? <laughs> laugh at life. Laugh hard. Laugh at things. Don't take them so seriously. Laugh at your mistakes. Because you know what? They're just mistakes. Everybody makes them. So laugh at them. A good belly laugh is good for the soul. Gratitude. Gratitude is essential for our well-being. Take a minute every day and write down in your journal what you are grateful for or start a gratitude jar. Every day, write something down that you are grateful for and drop it in the jar or a bowl, whichever you choose. I personally have a journal or a day planner and every morning I write down three things I'm grateful for and I do it again in the evening. And I also write down lessons I learned from that day, which are many. What wins did I have for the day? What losses did I have and what did I learn? Stress reduction. Stress can be the ultimate cause of disease. Close to 90% of all illness that takes us to the doctor are stress-related. That's a big number. 90% is a big number. When we leave the doctor's office, we leave with a prescription for something which in return is just a bandage to the root cause of why we went in the first place. Stress. Three basic stressors. Physical stress, accidents, injuries, falls, and traumas. Some of these can't be avoided, but need to be dealt with. Chemical stress, bacteria, viruses, hormones in our food, heavy metals, hangovers, blood sugar levels. Those are chemical stresses and can be dealt with. And then we have emotional stress, family tragedies, loss, job, money, bills, toxic relationships. All of these things knock our brain and body out of balance. What are you doing for stress reduction? This is a big one. We all wake up in the morning on the run. And the majority of us stay in that fight or flight mode all day long. I'm guilty of this as the next. But so what do we do in the morning to stop that madness? How about walking outside with your bare feet and grounding yourself? Try some deep breathing in the morning. How about some prayer, meditation, and journaling? Slow down. Be present. Take five minutes and focus on only one behavior with awareness to that behavior. Use a tomato timer. Yeah, tomato timer. I don't know where in the heck they came up with that name, tomato timer, but set it for 50 minutes of work and 10 minutes of me time. I know the boss might not like that, but you know what? You'll be more productive in the end, so he'll like that. Or she'll like that. Crank up the tunes and dance. Dance like nobody's watching. How about yoga? Tai Chi. Qigong. Read a book. Prioritize you. Take care of you. Pamper yourself. Get a massage. Get a manicure. Pedicure. Visualize yourself on the beach or near a river or flying through the sky. Love yourself. Love on yourself. Stay away from negativity. Turn off the news. The news is full of garbage. It's nothing important on there. Turn it off. It's negativity. Ignore the negativity of a coworker. Walk away from it. it. Just sucks the life out of you. Here's one I like to do. Go to the farmer's market. Try something new, like a new fruit or a veggie. Next up, exercise and stretching. Move your body. 
You don't have to go crazy. Start walking. Get outside. Start with a mile. Enjoy the birds and nature. One thing I like to do is sit out there at night when the when it's getting dark at dusk, especially in this this time of year when you can look at the lightning bugs. Enjoy the sounds, the birds. Get away from the desk or your office. Park the car far from the door at the grocery store or an appointment and walk. Or at work. Park the car far away and walk in the door. Take the stairs, not the elevator. I know myself, I need to work out daily for my brain. If I take an extended amount of time off, I go crazy. Yeah, bad shit crazy I go. I need that time of working out for my brain, for my head. Prioritize stretching and breathing. How's your spiritual walk? Think about it. Maybe pay it forward one day. Buy the person behind you at Starbucks a cup of coffee in the morning. Compliment a coworker. Things like that go a long way. Not just for them, but for you. Next up, meaningful relationships. A meaningful relationship is categorized as a relationship that is of a personal significance. Is healthy, caring, and long-lasting is one we could not do without. It's with a person who helps us grow, supports, and encourages us. Is there for us when we need them. Take time for them. Because they're not going to be there for long. Notice and act on your desire to connect with others. When you feel that desire to spend more time with someone, act on it. Don't just put it to the side. Make a date for lunch. Pick up the phone. Call them. Even the next possible opportunity is a couple months away. Or a year away. Pick up the phone. Call them when you think of them just to say hello. Send them a quick note. Use Facebook Messenger to send them a note. Say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Here's a biggie. Spend real time together. Speaking of Facebook, I heard someone comment the other day, though it's so easy to keep in touch with people these days through social media, comments and emails and text messages, it's not the same as real time. Don't let the fact that you've had a regular brief contact with someone online replace face-to-face or voice-to-voice time. If you find it hard to find the time, use your Bluetooth headset safely, only if it's legal where you are to drive. Make calls to friends while you're in your car driving to and from work or to an appointment and from an appointment. When you're with them, turn off your cell phone. Put your cell phone down. Spend time with them. Engage with each other and learn something new about them. Ask them what's going on in your life. Tell me something new. Tell me something good. Make a special effort that demonstrates your commitment and caring. Our lives move so quickly these days, and though we may network or socialize with many people, we don't necessarily get to know them on a deeper level. Relationships don't develop automatically and don't deepen on their own. It takes effort. Be conscious of this in your relationships and think about what efforts you can make to deepen your connection with people that matter to you. Make time for people in your life, especially the ones that you love the most and the ones that make you laugh the most. Last but most important, believe in one's ability to be well. Ah, yes, the power of the placebo effect, positive thinking. The placebo effect is more than positive thinking. Believing in a treatment or a procedure will work. 
It's about creating a strong connection between the brain and the body and how well they work together. Says Professor Ted Kapchik, a professor of global health and social medicine at Harvard Medical School, where he focuses on the placebo effect. It's very interesting studies he's done. The placebo effect, the effect of the mind-body connection, by and large, is modulated by hormones and by neurotransmitters. These are two very powerful set of messengers in our body because we have receptors and receptors for various neurotransmitters all throughout our body. These two systems end up directly affecting other biochemical systems as well. The attention and emotional support you give yourself is often not something you can easily measure, but it can help you feel more comfortable in the world and can go a long way when it comes to healing. As opposed to the nocebo effect, placebo's darker side, negative thinking, it is equally as powerful. Nocebo language can delay progress in managing chronic pain and possibly worsen our symptoms. There are numerous negative psychological effects that chronic stress can have on the body, including muscle tension, migraines, lower back pain respiratory complications, hyperventilation, panic attacks, circulatory stress, narrowing of the arteries, hypertension, arrhythmia, impaired digestion, decreased blood flow to intestine, constipation, loss of appetite. Because a conscious and unconscious mind has a direct control over all our bodily functions, it is vital that we are always aware of how the words we use may affect our mind. So stop the stinking thinking. Lastly, toxic thoughts inside our brains. Stop it. Stop the stinking thinking. Toxic thoughts produce toxic chemicals inside our bodies. The mind-body connection is so very powerful. Take this old saying, I worried myself sick. Yes, You could possibly worry yourself sick. That's absolute truth. Limiting beliefs and fears and negative expectations. We need to stop that shit. We really do. Don't place limits on yourself. Get away from the negative expectations. I know it's hard. Everybody has them. I have them. But get away from them. They kill us. Inside, they kill our day. They disrupt our flow. Just do you. And be happy with that. As I've said many times, the body is a stupendously intelligent organism. As a flexible and ever-evolving, adapting genetic code, the body will heal itself with the appropriate changes and then a commitment to those changes. Because when we maximize the right things, minimize the right things, and prioritize the right things, the body is at ease. We don't experience dis-ease. Three steps to optimal health. It's not complicated. Maximize. Maximize the good stuff. Minimize the bad shit. And prioritize the good stuff. Create an environment for healing inside our bodies. If you follow that and change your diet, everything will change. Believe me. Wishing you all the best in life and health. And much love and respect to all of you. Thank you for listening to my show. I appreciate all of you very much. Please feel free to share this episode. 
If you like this episode, please take a minute to rate and review the show or any of the shows I've done in the past. It means so much to me and it helps me get the shit out there. I wanted to get the stuff out there to you, the listeners, to help you live a healthy lifestyle. God bless and take care. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.